Welcome to It's a Beautiful Influence, a podcast about creating you online. I'm Allison. And I'm Krista. And today we are talking about the secret to influence, how to talk your way into being an expert. Woo! Who wants to do that? Learn how to do that. I know I do. (laughs) Teach me, Allison. (laughs) I love it. I love it. This is one of my favorite topics because conversations and how to kind of guide people or understand people, all those things are super interesting to me. Um, and so today we're really going to focus on what influence means and how it's, it's not about, you know, having the most followers, right? right? It's not about like being the most, you know, biggest person or whatever. It's about problem solving. Yes. And really I think that's what a lot of people miss is that it's not just pictures and videos. There's a big strategy behind everything that you do. And One of the biggest things with influence is problem solving. If you can solve someone's problems, you can persuade them. You know what I mean? You can show them that this is what's good for them. Because if you can say, I'm able to do this for myself specifically, and I'm able to help you solve your own, um, that's how you get customers and clients, yeah? Exactly, exactly. And you know, before we even dive too deep into that, I want to take a quick step back to something you said about not about the number of followers or how well known you are it's so true um you know mark schaefer in his book known talks about this really really well it you know you could have influence if you have 100 followers you could have influence if you have 25 followers because if those 25 followers are super engaged and believe Mm -hmm. in what you're saying and take action or you know change their minds or whatever based on what you're saying and doing right then you have influence you're an influencer (laughs) right and and that's a good point too because let's just say you have a hundred friends on instagram that you knew from high school college whatever the case may be you could have those friends and you could be you know you could know who they are or casually know them whatever it is and you could never have influence on them until you start posting more until you start engaging until you start showing that you can solve problems and all of a sudden this entire group of people that you casually know or that you know you become an influencer to them so it's not even necessarily that you have to always have a brand new huge audience right it's that you can you can get your existing audience and you can show them that you are more than what they've previously seen exactly exactly and really quick on the opposite end of that spectrum right is if you have a hundred thousand new followers but they won't do anything that you mm-hmm. want that you suggest they do they won't change anything mm-hmm. their mindset doesn't change then then you're not you're not an influencer mm-hmm. right people have to actually be willing to do something yeah because of what you're saying and doing exactly no <laughs> so. that's huge and and people focus so much on the number and of course i mean the number is important to a certain extent i yes. mean you know you can't have 20 followers and be like i'm doing it right but um you know yeah you want to gain momentum you want to gain followers but that's not the goal right, right. that's just a that's just a, a product of the goal or a result of yeah. the goal so yep. <laughs> um and i'm like what word am i looking for so um Think about influence as much as you would like to get what it is that you want right away, that sale, that customer, that client, whatever. Um, You always want to think about the long-term impact and understand that influence takes time, right? Yes. Because just like marketing, I'm sure Krista would agree with this, that you can't show somebody a commercial once and they're sold, right? Right. That almost never works. (laughs) Yeah. Like you have to have some sort of consistency behind marketing so that people see you they think of you when that thing comes up that's Mm -hmm. why funny commercials do so well because it's something that they're like oh haha right you know (laughs) and you know almost any think of any person that you know in real life or that you follow online or that you look up to that you think has a lot of influence and then find out their story if you don't already know it Mm -hmm. 
can all but guarantee you that they did not gain that influence in six months or a year. Right. They probably, like, who is it, Rachel Hollis? Girl, wash your face or whatever? Mm-hmm. Wasn't this her eighth book? Yes. And then she's, people think of her as an overnight success. No, it was her, she published seven books. Yeah. Without being known. Nobody, yes. She was not well known until book number eight. Right. <laughs> Ask and her how many years that took. Yeah. And that's something we were talking about this the other day, how interesting it is that you only see, you know, this first book. And so your automatic thought is like, oh, well, she just must have done something really great. And she did. But at the same time, that all that previous work, if you take a minute and kind of put yourself in their shoes, think about writing seven books and nothing happens. Yet. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And you're kind of like, okay, I got, you know, 20 people to read it or buy it or whatever. Right. Okay, maybe I got 30. Okay. You know, and so that process is where so many people think that there's such a big disconnect between you and somebody who's influential, you and somebody mm-hmm. who has you know, all this. And it's really the process that takes so much time that you have to understand that we all have to go through that, you know? And so getting to this idea of, of being an expert, you become an expert in your field when you are a problem solver in that field, right? right? It doesn't even have to be something directly, directly related to what you're selling. It can be in that industry, Mm -hmm. you know? And so if you're a solution provider, you will build that credibility in the long run, which was, will basically make it easier when you want to influence somebody next time. So as you build that credibility, as you post those videos, that is going to be when somebody thinks of what they need, they're going to think of you, right? Yep. Yep. And so the, there's a format of communication that I believe is very important to kind of guide the path to having the conversation of influencing people because, you know, one of the most important things is actually interacting with people, right? Yeah. So how you communicate with them is huge. Yeah. It's huge. You know, you, you can be very passive about what you do and how you do it, or you can be very intentional about it. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to be salesy. It doesn't mean you have to be, you know, pushy. Cause I, I always thought, Oh, I don't want to push pe- you know, my right. products on people and I don't want to, you know, but if you can show them that they have a problem that you can solve, solve. Yeah. then we're in a totally different boat. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, you know, the old school term for us who have been in the sales world, that's consultative selling, right? Mm-hmm. Is you, you consult with the person you're trying to sell mm-hmm. or that you want to sell and, and you actually try to help them. You don't just sell them whatever you want to sell them. You try to sell them the solution that's best mm-hmm. for them. And so just the same thing comes when you're trying to build influence is you're trying to give people a solution. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Um, Kind of the first step in whenever you are talking to somebody or having a conversation with somebody is figure out what's going on right now. That means figure out the current state of the person you're talking to. When somebody sends me a DM or if I send them a DM, whatever, I will look at their profile. Mm -hmm. I'll go through their last 15 or 20 posts and just kind of look through it really quick, see what they're talking about, see what their attitude is, see what they focus on. And that just kind of gives you a, a broad spectrum idea of what it is that you're working with and what kind of person that you're talking to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I guess when you're doing that, if you're, once you're thinking about what they're doing and where they currently are, you can probably uncover a need or a problem. <laughs> yes, yes. And this is something that I really focus on when it comes to engaging with people. I will find people in my, you know, in my arena that I see, oh, I can establish a need or a problem here, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I can establish something that I might be able to help with. Right. Um, and so figuring that out, what is the problem with the current state that this person is in? What, why is there a need to make a change? And ultimately, you need to figure out how could you help? 
right? If you're going to be communicating with somebody, you need to figure out how to understand them. So through conversation, how can you help with whatever it is that you foresee they, you know, might be able to fit into what you want to do. And so um, next we are going to describe the desired state. So that means while you're talking to this person, say like, what does good look like? Like, why, why do you want to make a change? I have conversations with people like this all the time about anything, honestly. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people will just tell you what they want. Sometimes you have to ask. Yeah. Um, but you know, asking people, what does happy look like to you? What does good look like to you? What does satisfied look like to you as it pertains to whatever, you know, sector that you're in, Mm -hmm. um, People will generally tell you straight out, this is what's missing. This is what I don't have. Yeah, people are normally happy to share their opinion on on their own situation. It is not hard to get people to say what is missing or what's wrong with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's probably yeah. the easiest conversation you can have is saying, like, what what's your problem? What do you need? You yeah. know? Yep. Um, so once you know what that problem is or that need is, then you need to figure out how... If you can, and if you can, how can you satisfy or solve their problem or their need? Um, and so you need to figure out what needs to be done, uh, what can be taken to solve the problem, and you know. But you you don't want to make them feel like they're inept, right? Right. Incapable of doing solving their own problem. Right. But more, you're there to help them through this, right? Right. And I think that's one of the biggest things that's helped me is understanding that you have to get on the same page with the person first. Right. Because the worst thing you can do, I always use this example, is like, where is the one place or the many places that you will not buy a car from? Everybody has gone through this where you go to a car lot, right? You walk up and one of two things happens. First thing is you walk up and you see the salesman and they go, guess what? I've got an orange car right in the front and you're going to love it. And I'm like, oh, okay, hold on. Did you ask me what I wanted? Yeah. And the, that is so annoying to me when yeah. I walk up to somebody and they're like, this is what you need. And I'm like, excuse me, you didn't ask what I'm going to be using the car for. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that I like to work with when I'm buying a car is the person that asks me 20 questions. Right. They say, hey, what are you going to use the car for? How many people do you drive with? Do you care more about this or that? Mm-hmm. Do you want you know to be able to drive in the mountains or do you want this? And after them asking me those questions, I feel so understood that I feel like, one, they're an expert because yeah. they're telling me, they're asking me the yeah. right questions. And then I feel like, okay, I trust this person to help me make the right decision because they're the expert when it comes to buying cars. Right. right. So, so when that person now turns around and says, I recommend you try the white, you know, four door sedan, oh, blah, blah, blah. Nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, let's go get, take it for a test drive. Yeah. Because yeah, like you said, you feel understood and yes, you, that person is not just trying to sell you what they want to sell you. They have now walked through your shoes a little bit and yes. have an understanding of what your needs are. Exactly. So when you are trying to solve other people's problems, you have to make it relatable enough. So it's like we're solving the problem together, yep. right? It's like if we're on the same perspective, if I can understand you enough to get on the same perspective of saying, here's what you're struggling with. Okay, so in light of you struggling with that, in light of this factor, that factor, and the other, here's what we should do together and here's how I can help walk you through solving this problem that you have, Yep. right? Yep. And so, um, we are, we're drinking our coffee right now. We just, all of a sudden we look at each other and we're like, wait, was I talking next? I don't know. Um, so, um, so the next part of this is after you have figured out the problem, figured out how you can solve it and gotten on the same perspective is visualize and share the possibilities because you will not get anything done unless you have a vision to do that. Right. Yeah. 
So you have to kind of paint that picture and, and say, what could actually, what could you actually become? What could you actually benefit from? And so going through the benefits of having this problem solved, um, why is it going to be better that this problem is solved? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you can start to kind of create a roadmap when you have a vision, because if you just say, yeah, it'd be great if this problem was solved, that sucks. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Right. But if you can say, if you can say, Hey, here's what it could look like. Mm -hmm. Now we can take steps back and figure out how to accomplish that. Right. 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 And that's, you know, I think People are much more willing to, once again, listen to your ideas, your solutions, how you can solve the problem if you can sh- get them to understand or think about what the positive end result is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that part's huge because the, the vision is something that's so underdone with people. People think about the worst case scenario mm-hmm. about, you know, I've had this problem for a long time or I, I don't know how this happened or I don't know how to get out of it. And that that whatever it is stress anxiety insecurity comes and that's why people stay in their own problems Mm -hmm. because so you have to connect with people where they're at right you have to meet them where they have this problem and figure out why they have this problem so then you can effectively help them solve it because if they don't understand how you're gonna solve it they're not going to follow your advice right exactly exactly so um so then but after you've done all this you can't just provide value and solve problems and, right. and just, you know, be nice all day long, right? You can be, but right. <laughs> if you want to actually gain influence and eventually turn that into action of any kind, mm-hmm. what do we have to do? <laughs> we have to get commitments. Yeah, so you have to have some sort of call to action, right? Yes. I mean, yes, you want to provide lots of value and you want to help, but eventually you have to ask for something. Yes, and, and a lot of times people are willing to do that, but more of us are afraid to ask for it, I think. Right. Um, and, and all it really takes is providing that value first. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the people that we don't like hearing from is when somebody, again, car salesman says, right. here's what you need. Right. But when you go through this process of having that effective communication to where you understand the problems, you know how you can actually solve them and you've thought through it, now you can have that call to action and you're going to be much more effective with getting commitments or helping people make plans or getting them to agree with whatever it is that you have in place because um, everything that you've talked about, now that you're the expert, um, people want to do things the way that you do them because they agree with you. They believe you. They, you know, they understand you just like you understand them. Right. And so, like, for example, what you don't want to do, uh, not giving you a social media example, is somebody sends you a message that I don't even follow them. Are you interested in buying followers in low price? 100% guarantee. <laughs> Crystal right? literally just pulled up her Instagram. I was like, I was looking at her all the time. I was like, what are you doing? doing? And yeah. she's, like, she's like, I have a message right here. That's how often it happens, right? Oh, yeah. Or like I was trying to find, I think I delete a lot of them too, but people will, you know, people will follow you and then you look, oh, their profile looks interesting, whatever, and then I'll follow them back. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'll immediately get, you know, nice to connect with you. How's your day going? And then, you know, oh, and then can I interest you? I help small businesses get more, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's completely just impersonal and it's like, you know, that's just, you know, and, and you know what? I can always tell people who want something from me right away mm-hmm. because they will ask the same exact questions. They'll say, yes. oh, how long have you been into this? And they act like they care. And then it's like, oh, really? Well, have you thought about adding this to your business? And I'm like, really? 
Holy, that's so interesting. You still know nothing about me and you're trying to give me advice already. Yeah. Oh, here's a, here's a good one. So somebody who followed me um, and sent me a message, I followed back and I said, hey, thanks for following the podcast. Have you listened to it yet? What do you think? Right? Mm-hmm. Not terrible because I, mm-hmm. they are a podcast. Their Instagram profile is all about being a podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I said, no, not yet, but I'll definitely check it out. But then they eventually unfollowed me because that's their tactic for getting more followers. It's just follow people and unfollow mm-hmm. them, which we don't recommend. We don't recommend. Because that's not building a community. That's not right. building influence, right? Right. Um, so then they eventually um, followed me again. And I maybe followed them <laughs> back by accident. I didn't really remember what had happened before. Mm-hmm. Hey, thanks for the follow. Have you listened to the podcast yet? By the way, I'm always happy to give small businesses some free advertising time. Just reach out. I mean, they, yeah. we have no connection, no relationship. Yeah. I've never consumed their content yet. Like, Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just crazy how impersonal people can be. Because, again, that's having the wrong focus. That's focusing on the numbers. Yeah. And when you focus on the numbers, you lose the connection to the people that you're trying to actually reach and ultimately that you're trying to help. Right. Right. So anyway, so the so there are examples other than car salesmen. There's there are plenty of examples on social media too. Um, but so we want you to be, don't be scared to take you know have that call to action. However, right. Make sure you have provided value. Make sure you have an established some sort of a connection, some sort of relationship, something. Right. Before you just ask for something. Right. And it's so important to, especially when this comes to influence, that you have got to communicate well and you've got to be strategic about gaining influence, about you know becoming an expert in your field. And again, we preach this all the time. You don't have to actually be an expert in your field to start talking about it. Right. But as you talk, you gain credibility. As you gain credibility, people will see you as an expert. And I guarantee it will be before you feel like an expert. Yes. <laughs> and that's the, that's the fun part about it. But be strategic in your communication, understand who your audience is and how you can help them. Exactly. Way to summarize that up. Thank you. I think that was, usually you do that. I, was like, I know. <laughs> this was kind of your, your passionate topic today. So, um, so thank you for joining us on this episode of It's a Beautiful Influence. Um, we hope you, if you will subscribe if you have not done already. And if you have listened and are enjoying and learning from us, we would so appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and a review and let us know your thoughts on you know, maybe what you like most or what's you fa- what you found more most helpful. Wow, I need more coffee. <laughs> and if you haven't connected with us on social media already, we are creating the letter U online on Facebook and Instagram. And both Allison and I are Facebook and Instagram as Allison K. Ferno and uh, Krista Fabric. Have a great day. Bye.